One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. My debut book, Manifest, Seven Steps to Living Your Best Life is out now and you can order it from Amazon, Waterstones or any other major bookshop. In this book, you will learn absolutely everything that you need to know about manifestation. You will understand that it really is a self-development practice to live by, to empower yourself, to step into your light, to become the best version of yourself that exists and to attract anything you want into your life. I cannot wait for you all to read it. And if you love it, please don't forget to rate and review on Amazon, Audible, or wherever you purchased it from. Thank you so much and happy manifesting. Hello, thank you so much for listening to season three of The Moments That Made Me with me, your host, Roxina Fusi. It has been such an honor to interview so many amazing guests about their life-defining moments. And it was pretty cool that we kicked off the season with Vex King, who is one of my personal inspirations. So yeah, I guess I just wanted to really say thank you for listening and to stay tuned for when season four is coming back because we will have more incredible guests and even better life-defining moments. Until then, enjoy this last episode with the absolutely amazing Rachel Stevens. Rachel is a singer, television personality and actress. She also made up one-seventh of one of the UK's biggest pop bands, S Club 7, of which I was a huge fan. Um, I am so excited to be chatting to her today to discover her three defining moments. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Roxy. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on. I've honestly been so excited to speak to you. Likewise. So thank you for having me. Well, well, we basically on the show don't hang around and we go straight into your first defining moment. My first defining moment would probably be, uh, well, yeah, is the day that I my whole sort of career path changed. Um, I always knew I wanted to go to fashion college when I left school. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to be in fashion somehow. Yeah, one of my days I went to, uh, I went for lunch to meet my brother at, he was working at Sony Records at the time. Um, and I would just go and, and have lunch there with him. And I was just sitting there and all of a sudden um, I was approached by these two producers uh, who asked me if I could sing just randomly. And, um, and that kind of changed my whole kind of, direction of my um my career obviously because then that's that took me down the path of getting into the band um which was just yeah that sort of really real sliding door moment oh my god (laughs) what I'm actually so shocked that that's how it happened 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was just so out of the blue and crazy. I know, yeah, they were they um, they were looking to create a solo um, female artist at the time, and yeah, they just approached me and said, "Can you sing?" And I was just, I mean, it was a childhood dream. I mean, I used to, I remember going to a Kylie. I was a massive Kylie Minogue concert, and I remember that was one of my first pop concerts that I went to, and I just remember going oh my God, that would be my, I remember saying to my mum, I want to do that one day. That is just my dream. And, yeah. um, but I was never, I never went stage school. I never auditioned. I just used to, you know, do what I guess most children do is like, you know, just dress up and do shows and sing in your hairbrush mm. and all that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it was, it was literally a moment that just changed, changed everything. And from that moment on, I started going into the studio um I'm so bad with timelines so I don't even know how long <laughs> that was that was going on for but it all happened pretty quickly and I remember I think S Club was being put together at the time and I had no idea that auditions were going on uh with Simon Fuller at 19 and all of that was happening and I had no idea and then I the producer said to me that Simon Fuller would love to meet you and he was having a big uh, like World Cup party and there was hundreds of people there. And I remember going to meet him um, and we literally had a chat and I hung out at the party and met loads of great people. And then I think it must have been a week or so later, maybe not. A few days later, I got a call saying, I'm putting together this pop group. Would you like to be a part of it? And that was literally it, crazily. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And it's it's kind of it's kind of wild to hear that story, knowing what was coming next, knowing that that phone call meant something so monumental, and that your life was going to change like beyond belief. Totally. So then, what was your second defining moment? My second moment was uh, meeting my re meeting my husband, Alex. Um, we were childhood sweethearts. We went out with each other when we were 12. We met at youth club and I was besotted with him. And mm. we went out with each other for probably about four weeks. And when you're that age, that was a really long time. He's like a proper boy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were in the same sort of social groups as we were growing up. We both lived in North London and we, you know, we would sort of see each other round and about and whatever and yeah so through our sort of early teens we then would went on went on dates again when we were like 16 and then again when we were 18 and then we parted ways you know obviously I went off and did my thing he went off and did his thing and then years and years later I was in Selfridges randomly and he walked in and we bumped into each other and I was we were both in our late 20s and weirdly he he said as he was walking in, I know I'm going to see. He knew he was going to see me. No. Yeah. Um, and he was he was had a girlfriend at the time, and I'd just come out of a long relationship, and I was definitely not looking to be with anyone at that point. It was just lovely to see him and an old friend. And, mm. um, and then from that moment on, we kept randomly bumping into each other. Um, he ended up breaking up with his, his relationship with his girlfriend ended and and then I went off to LA and he he was an actor at the time so he came out to LA too and then and then we um we rekindled our relationship again so it was yeah it was quite quite a random 
meeting and then just sort of randomly bumping into each other. It was like we were being pulled back to each other. 100. It's like the universe was literally working for you. Exactly. It knew you guys were going to end up together when the time was right. Yeah, exactly. It's so magical. I know, it's crazy. crazy. And then how did it happen that you kind of, from this bumping into each other, that you actually started, you know, dating again? And what was that like, having dated before when you were so much younger? Um, Well, it was just lovely having that, knowing that we had that sort of foundation and that history and that connection with each other. But it was just sort of re-getting to know each other as as grown-ups. And I think, you know, we knew that this was... uh, I knew that he was going to be the one, but and, but it all. Ha- I guess we kind of took it slowly because of that, in a way. Um, and we just, we just being out in LA together. We just sort of ended up um, spending time together, and and just yeah, the, the rest is history, really. Oh, I love that. I think it's so nice, especially for anyone who's kind of listening, thinking you know, when am I going to meet someone? Or you know, everyone says it's so hard to meet someone, and it really can be just. You can just be in a shop doing yeah. something. It can happen at any time. At any point, exactly. So I absolutely love that. So I want to go back to um, back to your first moment a little bit um, because, you know, I think I, I am kind of fascinated by, um, you know, this idea of your life changing so much and being in, I have a lot of guests on the show, of course, who have, um, experience things like fame, and which I think is such a unique experience. Mm. And I would just love to know how did how did that whole kind of time on reflection feel on emotionally, and how do you think you were able to cope with it? Because of even like you saying, you just kind of walked in. It wasn't like you'd been planning this life for yourself you know it really just happened and then suddenly you're there and you know you're incredibly recognized you're performing there's so much energy how did that feel it's sometimes really hard to put it into words because there's so many feelings that surround surround that for me because it was such an incredible opportunity and experience um but yeah like you said it, it kind of it happened to me instead of me going you know, auditioning and going out mm. and trying to sort of, um, but yeah, like I said, it was a, it was a, a, a dream. And I think um, it, it came at a time when I was going through quite a lot of personal, I mean, my, my family had broke, you split up and my parents had split up. I mean, and I was feeling really, really lost at that point. Um, and it kind of came as a bit of an escape. Um, so I kind of got swept up in this kind of whirlwind uh, craziness. I mean, it really was just most, it's, it really is hard to, to put it all into words. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, I think I ended up just kind of um, go, it was just so fast, you know, and going, mm. going, I think I, I ended up pushing a lot of uh, feelings down and away and just putting the show face on and just mm. kind of going, mm. you know, if that yeah. makes any sense. No, of course. So then what happened when it kind of, 
ended because I think, you know, with those experiences, I can, and I can only imagine that, of course, like you say, this, it is so easy to hide any of those feelings or those things that you're going through because you're constantly on this like adrenaline rush Mm. and there's always the next big thing and something's really exciting um and and your body's also pushing itself to its limits physically because you know you're performing and your your schedule is hectic and everything so what happens on the other or what happened for you on the other side of that was there an adjustment period and did you feel like what the hell just happened sorry do you mean when it when it came to an end yeah 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 oh my god when it when it came to an end it was I really I really struggled with that really found it hard because um well I say that I mean S Club finished and I went straight into um doing my my solo music Mm. so I literally it was just the the weirdest weirdest thing because we had all those years of like pretty much 24 seven together. I mean, we, we literally did not stop. We were, I mean, cause we had the element of the TV show, the movies, the, we weren't just a band that made music and toured. We did all the TV element as well. So we were yeah. just, I mean, it was, it was back to back. And then, um, we knew that it was, was coming to an end and we announced that it was coming to an end, but it literally was like the last day in, it's such a weird way to end. We were on a TV show. We did our last performance and then that was it. There was no kind of, we didn't um, crazily looking back, you know, have any sort of like, wow, this, how may, you know, we didn't have any sort of like party to, to celebrate <laughs> or anything like that. It was literally, we did the TV show and then everyone went in their separate cars. Oh my gosh. I know. I mean, how crazy is that that we didn't yeah. just, oh my God, guys, look what we've just, you know, I mean, you know, we were all so young and we were all, I think probably all pretty burnt out, but I mean, I, I've always had a very, very strong work ethic and I love being busy and I love mm. working and, but I think realistically we probably, you know, we were all really young now sort of late teens, early twenties, no early twenties by that point, but mm. probably quite burnt out, you know, physically yeah. and and emotionally probably as well. And yeah, so everyone went their separate ways and that was it. But then I, I went straight into doing my, my solo stuff. So I didn't really stop. Um, How did that feel not having this, like everyone around you all the time? Cause that must be such a shift as well. Oh my God, so much. I mean, it was so exciting because I was, you know, like I said, I was so, I was so driven and I was so ambitious and determined and I knew I what I wanted to do and also I was I stayed with 19 so I stayed within what I knew and the music I loved the music that I was about to bring out my first single was so it felt so like the direction I wanted to go in and it was just so exciting but my god it was so I remember that first performance on top of the pops but I did have like all these gorgeous dancers around me so I had still had a crew <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, just being one part of a pop group is a very different thing to then being that kind of spotlight on you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was bloody terrifying. But then I I get nervous of everything I do. Everything I do. I mean, because <sighs> I'm just I'm just like that, you know. So well, it was pretty scary. Oh well, I think it's just I don't know. I find it so amazing to hear the story and. Um, 
I don't know, I'm just smiling. Because I think especially because, you know, I... And, and probably you probably get this a lot where like I remember you guys so clearly and you were such a big part of my kind of youth and growing up so it's just mad to hear to hear the other side of it and it's um yeah thank you so much for sharing oh, with me oh, pleasure. I love hearing that too it's so lovely oh, no. what were you when was, was I was like from when I was about seven eight and I was obsessed like really oh. obsessed I remember and my sister telling me that you guys didn't write your own songs and I yeah. and I cried my eyes out for days oh. and it was I was like devastated I couldn't believe it but yeah I was absolutely obsessed and I think it was it was just you guys were so feel good and yeah. you bought that I was just oh it was just heaven yeah, yeah. so I I, it, I this is just very cool for me I'm very happy to be talking to oh. you <laughs> well, likewise I'm a huge fan of you too oh thank you Push Your Peak is a brand new podcast brought to you by What Bike. Join me, Louise Minchin, and some of the world's most incredible sports people to learn what it takes mentally and physically to push yourself beyond your limits. Whether you're an elite or everyday athlete, it can be hard to continually progress. How do you push yourself out of your comfort zone? Where do you go to find that inner drive? Tune in to hear these inspiring stories and take away the belief that you can achieve your own goals no matter how big or small you can find us wherever you got this podcast just search push your peak hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. So then, Rachel, what was your third defining moment? Um, so my third defining moment would be would be having my, my babies, would be when I found out I was pregnant for the first time with Amelie. Um, I always such a beautiful name, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, I, I always knew I wanted to be a, a mom, always, and I. It just kind of it. I, I don't know how to put it. Yeah, it was just. A, I remember when I, I found out I was pregnant with Amelie. It was just like I, one of the happiest days of my life, and um, it was weird actually because it again with Amelie kind of happened really really quickly it wasn't like we we yeah it it, it just 
it was just a very a very special day. I was just so so excited to be to be a mum and yeah, very excited. You know, sorry, I'm totally waffling, aren't I? <laughs> Not at all, of course. And how have you found you know having like you know becoming a parent more than once? Because obviously I've only got one, and I can't even imagine having two. How did it? Um, how's it changed as you've added to your family? um how's it changed oh my gosh well I've got two very very strong strong girls um so bless my husband he's uh he gets <laughs> outnumbered totally outnumbered um so we had to get a boy dog just to kind of uh, <laughs> yeah um you know, they're they're amazing I mean it's 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 we well, all know I mean parenting is the most incredible rewarding thing but it's also the most I think challenging thing as well and the hardest hardest job too you know um and I have my my eldest now is 11 and it's like I, I wow. have a teenager in the house I mean, yes like proper so now I'm like okay I, I get what they're saying about the older your children get and she's only 11 obviously so she's still really young but the older they get the more challenging it is um so do you, you know, find that at 11 do you feel like now in in kids are growing up faster do you feel like wow 11 seems like like you said like an actual teenager rather than when we were 11 or how do you find it because I've you know I've got a niece who's eight and I feel she's like doing TikTok dances and I'm like what the hell like I I don't understand totally and actually last night we were she's got a phone we're really strict with her phone though so she has um an hour or so a day with it you know after she's done her homework or whatever we're really really strict um but yeah she's got this whatsapp group and um you know obviously every parent every parent has different rules and every child is so different and but you know Emily opened her phone up and she's got like 700 whatsapp messages have come through from all these whatsapp groups and oh all the like messages that have gone on you know there's this whole some messages that were happening and they were all this drama and I was like my god you know we were having a conversation about it and it was like these they're, they're but aside from all of that you know everything that come at kids are coming at kids these days is just so much whereas mm. for us it's much more innocent and not so I guess not so overwhelming yeah now yeah I agree I mean I think I I guess, I don't know, but maybe as parents now, there is almost more responsibility to try and educate our children before they go on social media or they're at school and they see um, things. And I think it's even more important as parents that we instill as much confidence and self-belief as we can because there's there's this constant room for comparison for them at oh, such an God. early age, which we didn't really have. Oh my God, exactly. I was having this exact conversation with my husband. I think that is the most important thing for me is to instill, instill um, that self-belief and that confidence. Mm. And then if they've got that, then they've got that foundation to, to build from. Because yeah, there is going to be, it's going to be coming at them from every single angle, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. I definitely wish looking back that I had learn or or had more self-belief kind of from then because I think it would have changed the course of my life if I had so yeah oh I definitely God. me too me too I mean I remember going you know 
going back to going into S Club, feeling, um, so, you know, exactly like that. I think if I'd have had more, um, more, it's difficult because I, I, I felt confident in some ways, but also mm. not in other. I found it very, very difficult um, being interviewed actually when I was th- through S Club days. Um, oh really? How come? Because I always felt like I had to. I, I I felt like I censored myself a lot. Like I was. I'm. I'm definitely someone who overthinks a lot. Um, and I think because I had so much. Um, God, even see, even now I find it. It's, it's so. It's, it's sometimes really hard for me to articulate what I'm. What I try to mean in this. In in this, but I used to just feel quite I remember just I think because I push a lot of sort of feelings down I put up this sort of guard and a protection so I always sort of I guess felt uh just just very guarded and like um used to sort of think about what I'm saying and um Mm. yeah um yeah and that's definitely going to then affect, it's like a um, kind of chicken and egg thing, isn't it? Because the more that you guard yourself, the more that you doubt yourself and the less kind of opportunity you have to really like feel empowered and confident. But then yeah. because you, and then because you don't feel it as much, you guard yourself more. And then it's just this vicious circle, which I think is is really hard. And I think, you know, with with I'd look with everyone, we're all just kind of on a journey back to trying to find our most confident, empowered selves, aren't we? No, absolutely. Exactly. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing your three defining moments. Oh, and be- before you go, I've got some quick fire questions for you. Yeah. yeah. So the first one is, what is your most memorable book? Um, my most memorable, if I'm honest with you, I'm not a, um, a massive, massive reader. Um, mm. But one book that I always go, I try to be, um, but one book I always go back to is a book called The Language of Letting Go. I don't know if you've heard of it. By Melody. No, I haven't. Um, and it's a daily book of, not affirmations, but so every day um, it will uh, literally a, a day for the whole year and it will um, gives you, yeah, affirmations for each day. And every single day I would, open it like I go back to it all the time and every day I open it it says exactly what I need to hear that day it's quite an amazing book god I love that I'm definitely definitely gonna get yeah, that really really amazing the language of letting go um your favorite quote uh, my favorite quote is though she be but little she is fierce oh I love that. yeah I yeah love so. Um, your most influential mentor? Um, my most influential mentor. Um, I wouldn't say I've had one specific mentor. I'm just very lucky to have a really lovely support network um, around me. So, um, yeah, I've just built a, a really lovely support network. I don't. I, ha- I don't have a specific specific mentor. I love that. Um, your go-to feel-good film. Um, my feel-good film would be, God, there's so many, but um, <laughs> Pretty Woman's up there. Oh, Love yeah. It. Oh, it is so good, isn't it? <laughs> um, it's so good. 
Um, and then uh, The Holiday comes to mind. The, mm-hmm. Like a great soppy Christmas movie, like just yeah. so heartwarming. Um, and then I love a great Disney movie. I mean, I watched Encanto. Have you seen Encanto yet? Oh, my God, yeah, Wolf loves it. Oh, God, I literally, cry. I mean, I cry through all of these Disney movies. They're just so gorgeous. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> A song that cheers you up. Um, a song that cheers me up. Um, Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Fab. Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, Michael Jackson. Uh, yeah. What about your top tip for dealing with stress? Uh, top tip for dealing with stress. Um, oh, God, it could be a, a range of things. I love um, getting together with my best friend and going for a dinner and having a glass of wine and we'll end up mm. being the world's rights and having like a chat till the early hours playing backgammon. Um, I love backgammon. Oh, I, I know. It's brilliant. Isn't it? <laughs> it is so good. Oh, I love um, that. Um, but other than that, if I'm at home, a bath, um, candles, mm. you know, just um, a pamper always makes me feel really good. Um, totally agree. Yeah. And the last question is, who is the first person you call to share good news? Um... I've got three people, so my my best friend Nikki, I always call Alex, my husband, and my mum are my three top people. Oh, I love that. I love that you have three. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Rachel. It's been oh, so, so, so lovely to chat to you, and I'm so oh, grateful for you. your time. Thank you so much. It's been lovely. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm hmm. 